we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Welcome to the Dreavert Order. Remember. Uh, remember, you know, we are not a subsidiary of the New World Order. So don't forget, okay? All right. This is Archon Week, like Shark Week, except it's like Archon Month, you know? We're just going to be bathing around and basking in the glory of the Archons and the Nagamati Techs and the... Let's get down into the brass tacks as far as it comes with these Archons, A-R-C-H-O-N. And you know what? Went to a donut place called Archons the other day, and there were no aliens there. Got a few quotes I'd like to read as we open this episode today, specifically on the atom, which is the building block for all life, basically. Atoms contain matter. Atoms have a 99.99999% emptiness. And I think it's fascinating to just sometimes sit and wonder and think and ponder and try to grasp the nature of what this projection or reality that we all live is. Because a lot of quantum physicists are now coming to grips and terms with the fact that this possibly is a simulation, and a projection. And the five senses are your decoding process because your soul is housed within the genetic spacesuit that is your body. Alan Moore. In the human mind, the number of possible connections that can be made between neurons greatly exceeds the number of atoms in the universe. Carl Sagan. We are the representatives of the cosmos. We are an example of what hydrogen atoms can do given 15 billion years of cosmic evolution. Carlos Castaneda book featuring the shaman Don Juan Mattis who said, Our fellow men are black magicians 
and whoever is with them is a black magician on the spot. Think for a moment, can you deviate from the path that your fellow men have lined up for you? And if you remain with them, your thoughts and your actions are fixed forever in their terms, which is slavery. The warrior, on the other hand, is free from all of that. Freedom is expensive, but the price is not impossible to pay. So, fear your captors, your masters. Don't waste your time and your power fearing freedom. So, where do we begin today? I'd like to discuss the nature of DNA, belief systems, as well as a little bit about the Nag Hammadi texts, what, who, when, where, why. Also, we are going to discuss the attempt at summing up this information when somebody asks you, hey, give it to me in two sentences. <laughs> I can't do that. There are not two sentences possible for me to manifest or to put together which would accurately portray, describe, communicate, and relay the information that not only me, but other researchers in the field, and not that I'm a researcher, other people in the field have come to... All right, the scientific method. You establish a theory, use critical thinking, and the problem-solving strategy to work your way from that theory to a conclusion. What you don't do, what I don't do, and what I did not do when I started this journey... 14 years ago. Keep in mind, I was a George W. Bush voter in 2004. That's where I started this journey. In a matter of 14 years, I didn't start with this conclusion regarding the Nag Hammadi texts and the Archons or anything to do with the Greys, anything to do with the Solar Warden. I don't start in the deep end and go from there. The only way to truly get down the rabbit hole is to start on the surface, right at the edge, dip your toe in a little bit. From that point, how far do you want to go? I decided that I was not going to be cul-de-sacked along the way by something that I thought was very trivial such as the left-right paradigm in politics, such as a one-issue concern, such as even if it's within the, the weirder side of what's happening and the stuff that I talk about here. I hear people say there's no, there were no planes on 9-11. Uh, that doesn't take away from the fact that the event that transpired that day has had some undoubtedly vast and dramatic effects on our current situation and where we are going. You know, I don't really care if the Titanic was not the Titanic when it was sank. It's interesting because it does kind of provide a clue into the mindset of these people, J.P. Morgan owning White Star Lines, which owned the Titanic. This is a mentality this mentality that is doing this, doing what it is to our planet, to our culture, to our society, to the people within it. 
I mean, look around the world, look around you, look around the people you know. I think that you would probably agree that people are bombarded. We are constantly pushed to be striving for something, the next rung of the ladder, the pursuit of happiness. It says it in one of our founding documents. Just think about that phrase and loathe. Find joy in a situation which doesn't require any pursuing at all. That's what we have become. We are constantly pursuing, chasing after something. I mean, the day after they do Super Bowl analysis and shows and the national championship is on, sometimes the night of, they're already predicting the next Super Bowl game, who's going to win, what the score is going to be. Nobody lives within the now. And even as you look towards the future or you think back with regret on something you did five years ago or can't get past, where are you when you are thinking about that? You are in the now. Theoretically, and therefore, the now contains the future, the present, and the past. And when you get outside of the now, when you literally focus on just the right now, what are you currently doing right now? Because what you're currently doing right now does not have anything to do with what you were yesterday, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or what you're going to be doing in three weeks. But we constantly live in the future or in the past, rarely existing within the now. And that ties in nicely to what this force, the archons, what their mindset and how they've given us that mindset. We live in an archon planet. And keep in mind that these Nag Hammadi scripts, these text, texts or scriptures or whatever you want to call them, scrolls, this is a sect of Christianity. This is not some hocus-pocus, you know, whatever, not some eccentric cult that's coming up with this. These are 1,600 years old. This is scripture from a sect of Christianity that was not very well appreciated by those in power. In fact, so much that, uh, you know, a lot of these Gnostics were burned at the stake for heresy. So just keep that in mind. As we explore these scriptures, this is not some guru wannabe or phony. These are Gnostic texts from 1,600 years ago, which are describing the same force that the Bible describes when it talks about Lucifer. Satan... I will not pretend or act like I know much about, I guess, religion in general. I was baptized when I was a kid. I haven't read the Bible in, in its entirety. I do have a few Bible quotes or scriptures or verses, whatever, that I enjoy. Um, but the purpose, or at least the message within that book, I've always, as I've always understood it, is that Satan or Lucifer has to have and is trying to incorporate and implement 
evil within mankind, to mankind, upon mankind. So what's the difference between that narrative and what we are exploring here, which is simply a division within that same faith that maybe saw it a little bit differently and attempted to put the truth out there? Because remember, knowledge is just knowledge. The pyramid, the all-seeing eye, that's not an evil symbol. It's how these people, the force, the powers that be, the brotherhood of the snake, whatever you want to call them, it's how they have manipulated that frequency or that energy or that symbol. Energy flows where attention goes. Energy flows where attention goes. So, what is our attention? What is our energy? Our attention, our perception, when you break it down to the DNA aspect or DNA, DNA is a receiver transmitter of information. That's what it's doing. It is picking up a frequency, transmitting back its own frequency. We are an information field decoding an information field when you really break it down, okay? The world outside of you does not exist. That is the projection. You are the projector. Honestly, we walk around, we exist within the back of our brain in a little tiny two-centimeter spot. Everything of our five senses screams a decoding process. Every one of those senses is sending electrical signals to the brain, which are firing along the synapses. It's that quote from The Matrix. Sign sums it up very well. Morpheus says in The Matrix, if real is what you can feel, smell, taste, and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. You are not the person you see in the mirror. That's who you have to be accountable for because in this reality, that's the representation or the manifestation of your being. But it does not indicate the true nature of your existence or your possibility or your presence. So belief systems play an important role in trying to convince us or keep us in the dark as far as what we're doing here, what this is, and where we're going. All right? So having said that, it's time for the Archons. This comes to us from the Gnostic texts, as the Gnostics describe the Demirge. The Demirge, according to the Gnostics was a supernatural being imagined as creating or fashioning the world in subordination to the supreme being, a false god, a prankster god, a fraud, a deceptive god. Demurge is a false god. Dictionary.com uh, says that the word god, G-A-U-D, originated from the mid and late 14th, 14th century and meant jest, joke, prank, trick, fraud, deception, trick, artificial. The Gnostics describe the Demirge as stealing the light 
from within the human souls. And the Gnostic texts, Pistis Sophia explains that Sophia, she, had been deluded through the godlike self-willed demirge and had not been deluded through anything else save through a light power because of its resemblance to the light in which she had faith. The being of light that near-death experiencers go to is a receiver of the light for the demirge. This is a quote from the Secret Book of John, a Gnostic text from the Nag Hammadi Library. Demirge said to the authorities, or archons, with him, Come, let us create a human being after the image of good, a likeness to ourselves, so that the human image may give us light. What does it mean, give us light? Sustenance. Let us create the human race so that we can parasite off of their light. Back to the description of the Demirge from the Gnostics. Sophia, an aeon from Source, accidentally created the Demirge by mistake without her consort. It was not created in full and was described as a lion-faced dragon, reptilian. He thought he was the only being and proclaimed himself God. Sophia realized her mistake and came down to inform the Demirge. The Demirge then surrounded Sophia and held her in chaos, stole her light power. Sophia repents and is forgiven by Source. Source sends help to take back the light power from the Demirge. In the meantime, Demirge create the human body but cannot get it to stand. The help from Source convinces the Demirge that he must breathe life into Adam and get him to move. When he does, the light power goes into Adam. Thus, Adam was divine because of the light power. This light power sort of similar. This light power sort of is similarly compared to the overtones to the Holy Spirit. It is in every human. The archons supposedly were produced not in full and are unable to hold the light power. So this is very possibly. Uh, explained why greys have no souls, the grey aliens, if you look at some of the people and researchers in exopolitics. They're all sociopaths. Sometimes sociopaths are smart and pull the wool over a lot of naive people. Sociopaths pretend to be something they are not to get what they want. That is what we are up against. And I implore you, if there are people that come into your life that have empty eyes, that are of sociopath uh, tendencies, take a hard look at what they are doing to you, your situation. Are they there to help you, or are they there to parasite off of you, to get your light, to feed off of your divine light? The hypostasis of the archons. The rulers laid plans and said, Come, let us create a man that will be soil from earth. Like storm winds, they persisted in blowing that they might try to capture that image which had appeared to them in the waters, and they did not know the identity of its power. They have no ability to create anything in and of themselves. They had to have the divine light supply 
in order to create or finish the job of creation when it came to man. They have no intentionality. They can copy what is already there. Thus, according to the Gnostics, these 1,600-year-old tablets, they need humans, they need us, as their fuel source, as their sustenance. All right, so to recap, the Demirge system or strategy was to include stealing light, to harvesting light from the source. The Demirge realm is a copy of the real original universe. The Demirge has stolen the divine light from Sophia so that they can harvest and provide power to their little bubble or their copy of the matrix, if you will. This is from trickedbythelight.com. There is a bubble that is source and the realms away from him, each realm being further, but there is a barrier and beyond that is the abyss. The immortal being, this immortal being, wanted to try and create outside of the eternal realm on her own. So she tried to make a copy of things in the abyss to play around. It was outside the protection of the eternal realms and thus was hidden in the darkness. What she created was not exactly right. It contained in it matter in the form of a shadow that came to life. As this god, or Demirge, went down to what she created, she was attacked by the Archons. They're talking about the Divine Sophia now. They attacked her, just like parasites, draining her energy, changing her thinking, over and over, she would have to cry for help to the Eternal Realms, who eventually rescued her and gave her enough power to get back to outside the range the Archons can attack. Her breathing into the spirit by blowing, by blowing symbolizes the Demirage taking her life power. So, you have the Demirage, this simply a creator knockoff god. There have been many demirges, I'm still reading from Trick by the Light, but they are all the same family or source. Sumerian gods had a council to decide to create humanity. Enki and Enlil were heavily involved in that. Traditionally, Gnostics call the demirge as the one who is in charge of all the archons. This has not always been the same entity. The higher archons are these gods. These gods are the same ones worshipped throughout history by many different names, but they are all related. The seven premier gods are called the Judges. They are the direct offspring of the original Demirge, and each uh, have their own heaven separating one from the other. This is the source of varied religions and cultures that have existed on earth since then. This reality is their creation, and they are attached to it until the end. They do not know this for the sake of the evil, but do it merely to hold on to this world and its false heavens. Once we realize this, and keep in mind that human beings decode 4% of the universe with their eyesight. We see 4% of light. That's all. Ladies and gentlemen, Anchor, you want to start a podcast? You want to be part of the podcast revolution? 
A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. All you have to worry about with Anchor is producing the podcast. They'll distribute it. They'll find you sponsors. They'll give you transition music, bumper music, whatever you need. Everything you need to make your own podcast. 2019 and 2020 are the years of the podcast. A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. That's anchor dot F-M to get started. We'll see you there. My goodness, don't you remember when you went first to school? You went to kindergarten. And in kindergarten, the idea was to push along so that you could get into first grade. And then push along so that you could get into second grade, third grade, and so on, going up and up. And then you went to high school, and this was a great transition in life. And now the pressure is being put on. You must get ahead. You must go up the grades and finally be good enough to get to college. And then when you get to college, you're still going step by step, step by step, up to the great moment in which you're ready to go out into the world. And then when you get out into this famous world, comes the struggle for success in profession or business. And again, there seems to be a ladder before you, something for which you're reaching all the time. And then, suddenly, when you're about 40 or 45 years old in the middle of life, you wake up one day and say, huh? I've arrived. And by Jove, I feel pretty much the same as I've always felt. In fact, I'm not so sure that I don't feel a little bit cheated. Because you see, you were fooled. You were always living for somewhere where you are. And while, as I said, it is of tremendous use for us to be able to look ahead in this way and to plan, there is no use planning for a future which when you get to it and it becomes a present, you won't be there. You'll be living in some other future which hasn't yet arrived. And so in this way, one is never able actually to inherit and enjoy the fruits of one's action. You can't live at all unless you can live fully now. Even me, I have 4% decoding process when it comes to all the matter in the universe for, for you know, to keep science and to, to break it down as simply as possible, just to keep things moving, you know? What does this mean? Let's break it down even more. How many times are you going to say break it down? Time out from the game. So there's the who, what, why, maybe the when, who, what, when, where. Where is everywhere, all right? I think it's very important that we grasp two factors here. DNA. DNA is a receiver transmitter of information, crystalline receiver transmitter of information, okay? Its job is to pick up visible light or certain information fields of Photons of light 
which will then decode that information and project to us our reality. Atoms have matter, which is the building block for all life, and atoms have a 99.9999999999% emptiness. They're 99.9% empty space. You take that and you couple it with what these Gnostic texts say regarding this false god creating a copy of the universe, a bubble within a bubble. And then you take that and take it back to DNA and ask yourself, why do we have junk DNA? Why do we have certain strands of our DNA turned off? Why do some scientists say that it seems like it was purposely turned off or shut off? We are receiving and decoding a radio station, for lack of a better term, in the universe, which has us decoding only that frequency of frequency Earth or radio station Earth. KQRL, radio station Earth, welcome. You are tuned to the 4% of visible light within planet Earth. Wolfman Jack, welcome back, welcome man Jack, I tell you. Okay, easy in the... Where, 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 where? Oh, boy. Oh, hold up there. Hold up. You need to be too much. You're having too much fun now. I know. I'm sorry. So, I'm not going to go four hours into this. I wanted to discuss main themes and main topics because we're going to take this slow with the Archons. And I can just tell that they're so excited. You want to break the Archon programming... Don't react with your reptilian brain. Don't let your fight or flight get the better of you. Try to grasp, concept, and understand why it is you believe what it is you believe. Whatever that is. Trust me, I do this every day. Do I really, really honestly subscribe to a to information which undoubtedly every single time I try to put this together come to these same conclusions. I'm not going to look at these certain ancient scriptures and the United Nations white papers and declassified documents that are telling me exactly what I'm telling you. I'm just an aggregate. I'm not saying this stuff. I'm not the trailblazer. The trailblazers are the people that did this without any of this information or the internet or Google. It's very easy for me to pull this stuff together in the form of books, writings, ancient scriptures, numerology, the occult, symbolism, whatever it is, and relate to you through my own interpretation, perception, and, I guess, humor or whatever, if you want to call it that, what they are saying. And I used to really, really get bunged down or bobbed down about this and really fucking feel like I was in a funk because this shit sucks. It's not fun to find out that possibly everything you've ever been taught, and I mean everything, possibly, has been a lie. In order to reclaim who you are, you've got to unlearn what you have learned, and through that process, you will remember. The line from the Grateful Dead song, Franklin's Tower, 
I was blind all the time I was learning to see. We end tonight with another Don Juan Mattis quote. Well, you really like this Don Juan Mattis, huh? I love him. He's a genius. And he's right. No matter what, if the truth only exists in a minority of one, it's still the truth. We have a predator that came from the depths of the cosmos and took over the rule of our lives. Human beings are its prisoners. The predator is our lord and master. Lord, Archon. It has rendered us docile, helpless. If we want to protest, it suppresses our protest. If we want to act independently, it demands that we don't do so. Don't be weird. Don't be a freak. You should not be unique. Paraphrasing now. Insinuating to you that something is holding us prisoner, indeed we are held prisoner. This was an energetic fact for the sorcerers of ancient Mexico. They took us over because we are... They squeeze us mercilessly because we are their sustenance, just as we rear chickens in a coop and cows in a field. The predators rear us in human coops. Their food is always available to them. I will end on this. I'm reading a book right now called The Garden, The Gods of Eden by William Bramley. At the beginning of this book, this gentleman set out to write a book on the UFO phenomena. That's what he had his heart set on. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he was led to believe he was going to research. He started the research for this book in 1979, somewhere around then. And in the book, he says this, that where evidence and information led him was a point that shattered his belief systems, causing him to, out of frustration, anger, fear, whatever, quit writing two times. He talks about the thought process during those two breaks from the writing process in which he finally had to come to terms with the fact that what he was led to believe about our existence was in fact not accurate. And he told himself that he was going to do the research on the book the final time he picked it up. So that after the second time he put it down, he decided that he was going to go wherever the research led him, no matter what, no matter how strange, no matter what his colleagues or society thought about him. He strictly followed clues and connected the dots and came to the, the themes of which he researched. He meant to write a book on exopolitics and the UFO phenomena and ended up writing a book on the Sumerian tablets, the ancient scriptures, these beings, these reptilian beings, the lord of the ancient people, he came to the conclusion, which is very similar to what Credo Mutwa of Zulu Nation talks about in the stories of their people, comes to the same conclusion in many respects, as Zachariah Sitchin, 
This gentleman did this research from 1979. The book came out in 1988 or 1989. Ten years. Quit twice. Didn't want to write a book on ancient Sumeria and the true nature of what has been controlling planet Earth for, in his opinion, my opinion too, a long time. And he refers to them as the Brotherhood of the Snake. He starts his story in Sumer, traces them through to Egypt, and then on to wherever else, and is very, very adamant in his writings about there being a brotherhood of the snake, a hidden force, an agenda. People within the mystery schools and the secret society network that are working towards some sort of endgame. Endgame, the movie, like the, you know, the comic books. No, close though. So I think that's fascinating because... That's exactly how I started. I did not start reading about Skull and Bones from Yale University and the Project for a New American Century, thinking that it was going to lead me to the Divine Sophia and the Demirge, the capture of divine light from this, this Archon force. You want to know why your world, why our world, why my world, everybody's world, we're all in this together. Our world is weird. It doesn't have to be like this. It shouldn't be like this. But these beings, this force, would not be surviving, would not ensure their own survival if they were to promote a harmonious, peaceful planet. Just as the Bible tells us Satan can't deal with. Satan doesn't want a planet Earth that has puppies and little rainbows and beautiful people running through fields, you know, saying, hi, you're my friend, Jack. It doesn't want that. It disgusts it. So, Satan slash the Archons incorporate and implement and produce a cesspit of vile, vulgar, ridiculous crap on the planet that is steeping us in their frequency so that we can provide anxiety, fear, guilt, whatever, regret, because when we feel that, when we're sitting here crying and devastated and feel like there's no hope and we have despair and it hurts, energy flows where attention goes. So your energy flowing, not to the divine light. Let's just say that. I encourage you to check out the Nag Hammadi Library. Uh, we're going to get even deeper into this using their tactics, their strategy, um, their representation in the third dimension, if you will. But if it feels right to me and I can connect the dots and tie whatever I'm reading or researching into other themes, this is just one more validation that something is fucked up on our planet and there is someone or something that is manipulating it to be fucked up, in my opinion. And maybe not even my opinion. It's where the research leads me. But I didn't set out one day when I was in CC's Pizza 
a George W. Bush voter saying that I can't wait till I become a conspiracy researcher so I can talk about the archons and the divine light and how they captured the light and have manipulated human humanity into a false matrix. I'm so excited for that. No. You just go where the research takes you, follow your heart. If it rings true to you, awesome. If not, kick it aside. But here's what I think is ridiculous and really frustrating. If you even refuse to look at this information, if you put this down or turn this off before you even give it a time of day, and you can't give it five minutes, look into it. But you have to want to. There are those of us who are interested, who are concerned about our planet. This isn't a game. This is what is happening. And those of us who have answers or are seeking answers want to ask questions. That's all this is about. The only way for the human population, the human species to flow, to adapt, to evolve is by asking questions and seeking the divine light, not the copied light, not the demure's light, the false light, the divine light. Remember and reclaim. This has been the Drew World Order. We will see you next time on Archon Part 3. I don't know what we'll call it. Probably Guitar Hero. Just kidding. Archon Guitar Guitar Hero Archon. No, that's terrible. That's an awful name. Bad joke. All right. Thank you, everybody, and appreciate the listeners. Appreciate all the uh, support. You're so beautiful. So is the professor, and we will see you next time. Remember and reclaim. I'm not going to stop saying it. Just saying. All right. DWO over and out. Drew. This is Agent X, and I'm on to you. I've noticed all of your attempts to hack into our Bro surveillance system, and I'm on to you. And I have contingencies in place to prevent your unauthorized entry into our surveillance system. So should you somehow manage to get through, just know you will be dealt with. And anyone listening to this podcast, you will be dealt with too. If you want to find out the repercussions of being dealt with, then come listen to the Cointel Bro Surveillance Agency and our improv comedy podcast at www.cointelbro.net. That's C-O-I-N-T-E-L-B-R-O dot net. See you there.